verses. I got three verses. No, I've got six verses. And that's what I have in front of me with a few notes. Uh, we'll be looking at a few verses. Uh, I already lied because there's one, two, three, one, two, three. Yep, four. There's a fourth one. So there's seven. Seven's a biblical number for perfect and complete. And we're going to look at seven verses today briefly. Tonight, this is the one side of the coin. Tonight, we'll see the other side of the coin, the flip side of this coin. Uh, the other foot will fall, whatever you want to say. But this is a, what the Lord put on my heart, a series of scripture. And I was amazed at how many times I, I say we got seven verses. They all pertain to the same subject. But the Lord talks about this a lot in scripture. The, only, the, uh, the theme, fear not, I've, we've talked about with the angels and uh, in regards to a theme that repeats itself many times in scripture. But if there's something else that repeats itself a lot of times is this theme, Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And you know the story, you know the verse probably, but we're going to look at it again this morning because I'm a lot like everybody else. I need to hear it again. It's hard to uh, be obedient to God's word, and it's easy to forget it in this day and age. And so we're going to listen to it one more time. Master, which is the great commandment in the law. And you've heard this before, the great commandment. Jesus said unto him, this was a lawyer that came to him and asked him, what's the great commandment? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. We get that down, everything else falls in place. Now, Brother Bergtold told us this same verse, told us another place in it, and the second verse is like unto it, the second command is like unto it, and he brought up a very good point there. The second is like unto it. It's not in addition to, it's part of. It's, it's all in one union. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets, the Old Testament and the, and, uh, the prophets are those that spoke through God's command in the Old Testament for us. Dear Lord, help us as we look into your word today to remember and let it ring clear in our hearts, bring glory and honor to you as Christians in this community, in this day and age, and for Christ's glory. Amen. He made one statement that troubles me, and I, I, I know people that teach this statement, that if you're right with God, you're going to be right with mankind. And uh, that holds true generally. It's not a bad statement. It's, there's nothing wrong with that statement. But if you think about Jesus Christ, if anybody was in union with God himself, it was Jesus Christ and the world killed him. So there's going to be times when you're going to be right with your maker and you'll be at odds with mankind. Unfortunately, we're entering into a day and an age where that's becoming more and more apparent from time to time. That's why you hear me get a little bit political from time to time. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. But we're to love those that are in the world, not those that are of the world. We can show a love towards them, and we can be tolerant of them. But it's commanded in Scripture to not be unequally yoked. 
So keep that little statement in mind. Uh, it's a great thing. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. I've stopped myself many times on the ranch over different situations where I didn't know who my neighbor was, but his cow was in my pasture or his dog was in my yard. And I've had to listen to that verse and thank God and say, now what would I want if my dog was in their pasture or my bull was in their fence? Uh, and the Lord's worked that out. The Lord's worked that out. And we need to be right with God so we're right with mankind and hopefully we'll get along with mankind. That's Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And I told you this is repeated a lot in Scripture. Here is John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Jesus Christ said, A new commandment I give unto you. Now, who is he talking to here? He's talking to followers of Christ. You look at this portion of Scripture. A new commandment I give unto you. Jesus Christ is giving those that follow him a new commandment. And it's that ye love one another. I got above here in my notes. Who? Jesus Christ. What? He's telling us to love one another as I have loved you. That's number two. That's the second thought there. That's who, what, and how. As I loved you. And he repeats himself. Just look at that verse. You see three times in one verse he repeats the same thing. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. Number That's the first time. That ye also love one another that's the second time, but this shall by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. That's the third time. Now that sounds pretty good. We're supposed to love all humanity. No, I think Hollywood got into that just a little bit. Tell you the truth, I have trouble loving a dope pusher. I have trouble loving a devil worshiper. I have trouble with the reprobate of mankind. I have trouble with the abominable of mankind. I have trouble with those that are of antichrist. My idea of loving, as we brought up in Sunday school, is not to punch them in the nose. That's as far as my love goes for some of that. Because my Bible also says that if you love, you love the things of God, and he loves mankind. Now, I have sat with all three of the above, and I have, I have been shoulder to shoulder with all three of the above. I have been witness to all three of the above, and I had to condescend to a brother of low degree, but at the same time, I had to love him as Christ loved him. He died for every one of those. I will not discriminate against him, but that's as far as my love goes. I have to confess that. I'm not human. I hate dope pushers. Hey, what you got? Peace. Yep, yep, right, right, and that's what I've done. You have to be kind. I was a prison guard. That's where I got a lot of exposure. My own brothers are dope pushers, retired dope pushers, and worse. My family had been in the mafia, organized crime. You're not going to scare me with any of that stuff. I've lived with it. I grew up with it. I had to draw a line how much I had to love them. So let's not be confused. I do that I do 
love them in a sense. I have to see them through the prisons of God's eyes or I'd be fighting with them. And that's what God wants us to do, is to love, to love each one. At the same time, this particular portion of Scripture, where he repeats it three times, wasn't directed towards me loving the reprobate or me loving the confused or me loving the lost. It's directed towards me loving a fellow Christian. Look at it. Me loving a fellow Christian. Sometimes it's just as hard because we don't always agree with one another, do we? We don't theologically match. We, uh, you know, I tell preachers that when they start giving you the third degree when you walk into their church and you're going to preach for them, they always, well, where do you stand about this and who do you think about that? And they drop about five different names and they can tell what, where you went to college and they can tell where you've been to church and all that stuff. Yeah, you know that. You've seen it a lot. And you've got to pass that little litmus test with them. And you know what I tell them? If I talk to you long enough, you're going to find something we disagree on. Just as sure as the Bible's there. There's something every one of us will disagree on. Some more than others. But what's the command here? Amongst Christians especially is to love one another. God repeats himself three times in one verse directed at us as Christians to love one another to put up with one another, to tolerate one another, to forgive one another. We'll get down to that in just a minute. Why does God repeat himself? Think about it. Why does he, he says it, he said, let there be light, and pop, there was light. He said, let the water separate from the earth, and pow, it happened. He said, let there be a cow standing there, and he stood there and materialized. Why does he got to repeat himself to us three times? <laughs> That's one thing. He repeats himself for several reasons. The three I like to remember all the time is clarity, caution, and concern. He knows it's hard for us to love one another. He knows it's difficult. He repeats himself for emphasis too. God said it. He knows it's hard for us to do. But there in John, three times he tells us that I got to love this guy here, even if he comes over and siphons gas out of my car. <laughs> or his motorcycle, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, don't give him any ideas. I remember one time I was sitting with her brother, first time I was turned on to the gas siphoning. And he, would, he was smoking, and he was afraid to have a cigarette because when he burped, he smelled so much like gasoline. <laughs> he, he had swallowed more than he ever siphoned off. Love her, brother. And he's a born-again Christian now, and he's one of the reasons I got saved. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to love one another. And he knows we're crossing the line. We're running against the wind. We're, we're, we're scratching on a chalkboard when he says this. He says it, John 13, 34 and 35, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. A disciple is simply a follower of Christ that's directed to you, followers of Christ, if you have love one to another. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. 
that's in John chapter 15, verses 12 and 17. Just go over a couple of more pages, and you'll see him repeat himself again. John 15, 12. First one was John 13, 34. John 15, 12. John 15, verse 12, it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, how much did Jesus love you? I like the little saying, God loved me so much that he, he loved me this much, that he spread out his arms and died for me. God loved me this much. Where does he want you to stop loving somebody else, especially the brethren? I, I always think, and I think of this illustration, you probably heard it a dozen times from me, but the lady come to me and she says, the neighbor, she spends, she spreads gossip about me and she's malicious about me and she tells them stories that aren't even true, let alone she tells them sometimes the truth and they don't, she, I don't need to, they don't need to hear it. And she, she, uh, she hates me. She says, what am I going to do, preacher? I can't love her. I says, why don't you, uh, why don't you bake her cake or pie? take it over there and give it to her I can't that would just kill me okay where you at who died for you how much do you, did he love you we have to die to ourselves Paul said I die daily and that's what I think brother Dill really meant this morning when he was talking too about not punching somebody in the nose you die to yourself. you got to die to that. But at the same time, God commands you to go beyond all that, especially with the brethren. Especially, sometimes I just have to avoid the sinners. Just have to avoid them. I'm loving them. I'm avoiding them. I don't get into my family's business at all. To me, to get into my family's business was detrimental. They had a little saying about sleeping with the fishes, and it, it, I've seen it pass at my kitchen table, at the kitchen table I shared when I was a kid. So I know what it's like to get into people's business and to go past the boundaries that are set up. But if you love someone, I witnessed to my uncle. His last words to me were capiche. Cost me $10,000 to hear that word. $10,000. Capiche is Italian for understand. But it was far worse than that. He understood that I was a Christian. He understood that I wasn't going to get involved and use the money he had set aside for me to be in part of the family business. God took care of me, and by my innocence and stupidity, he kept me away from that kind of lifestyle. But it cost. It cost. I love him. He's gone. I don't think he's in heaven. He went to church every morning at 8 o'clock, though. But I don't think he's in heaven. He explained to me how it was just as easy to bribe the priest as anybody else. Told me how to do it. But you got to love him. you got to love people. you got to care about people. We get cynical, and, and that's why I quit working at the prison is because I was finding myself getting cynical with others. 
And the first word in cynical is S-I-N. You use people. You, you abuse people emotionally or spiritually. That's where some of the great men of God have fallen. We mentioned it just the other day, some people that have fallen spiritually because they did not love their neighbor as Christ loved them. They wouldn't die to themselves before they committed atrocities against their own people. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Be kind. Oh, we didn't go to verse, uh, I wanted to go to verse 17. Take a look at verse 17. I'm going to ask Brother uh, Rick, because he's here and he likes to read. He does a good job. Would you read us verse 17 of John chapter 15? Repeated again. Thank you, Brother Rick. A command now. That's an authoritative statement. No retreat from it. If you love God, you love one another. And again, where does one another come in? You're all in this room. We're all in this room together. The devil hates that. The devil hates it. You just don't believe me? You just see how you feel about 9.30 on Sunday morning. You don't think God wants you to be here. I know a guy one time, he said, he said, I got up in the morning and I didn't want to go to church. I'm tired of seeing, sitting there with all those hypocrites and I'm tired of being around sister so-and-so and I'm tired about being around brother such-and-such and I'm tired. And that's one reason we call each other brother and sister, to remind you that we have a little closer connection than the average neighbor. That's what it's all about. And you see it in Scripture. It's to remind, and there's been a few times, even me in conversation with another brother in Christ, I've had to emphasize in my mind that word brother in Christ because I had to separate from my brothers. I didn't want to separate from them in the same regard. I didn't have no reason to separate from them. It was a bond put there by Jesus Christ and the death on the cross. He died for everyone in this room and everyone outside of this room, but he especially favors the ones in this room. You're his children. He's fighting for the ones outside of this room tonight or today. But he loves everyone inside of this room. And he, is, and he, and he has a gracious bond with heirs in Christ, joint heirs in Christ if you read your scripture. You're his real brother in blood. That's where God stands with us. That's why he loves us. Be kind, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. This is where we're going with this. Be kind, affectionate, one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. There is the formula. There is how to do it. He tells us to do it, but God explains how to do things. Romans 12, 10. Be kind. Be kind, affectionate, affect, what's that word? Uh, uh, company, it means. One to another with brotherly love, honor, preferring one another. Brotherly love talks about forgiveness. I used to get at odds with my brother about the time the song was out, a uh, popular song, He's Not Heavy, He's My Brother. Anybody remember that one? 
you're going to age yourself. That thing rang through my ears when I got through arguing with my brother. I was in a rock band for a little while. Creedence Clearwater Revival 2, we called ourselves. And we were into all that. I played the bass guitar because I couldn't even read notes, but I could go doom, 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 doom. And that's what I did through the whole song. You know, it was... But the guy, I quit because they, we started making our bookings. <laughs> we started making our bookings where we could sell the most dope. <laughs> the guy sat there one day. We were come in and come into his garage, and there's a bale of marijuana. This was back when marijuana was really something else, different. You know, it was the new drug and hard stuff, and LSD was behind it. But sitting on a bale of marijuana. And I says, why are we booking clear up in Rylander? He says, that's where I got this sold. <laughs> I says, you're going without me. Because I'd seen what it done to my family, how it separated my family. I had no love for that. No love for that. So, back to reality now. We're to be brotherly love. And I'd hear, argue with my brother about why are you getting involved in this stuff? Why do, he, he, the one time he come to church, and this is, I'll let you in on a little secret, how I stand about canned music and how I stand about music in church. Church music is to worship God. What you listen to on the outside is your business. That's entertainment. This is not entertainment in here. I don't jump up and down for entertainment purposes either. But I just jump up and down because I have to. The... Uh, my brother walked into a church once with me, and it was a great church, a good church, good pastor. He was Johnny Cash's backup lead guitar man. And he started Ray Avenue Baptist Church on Ray Avenue Street in Salina, Kansas. And they played that twangy, twangy, good. I love country music, and I like Johnny Cash. He was a born-again Christian the last part of his ministry. His sister's a born-again Christian. I've sat and chatted with her. She goes to big quarter horse shows. Back to the reality now. i got to figure out where I was for a minute. Huh? Yes, I talked my brother into going to Ray Avenue Baptist Church with us. Thank you. I talked my brother into going to Ray Avenue Baptist Church with us. And he, uh, he came in that church. It's a big church. Maybe sat, sat around 150 to 300 people. That's about all. And it was a big church. And he comes in, and here's the, here's the uh, deacon of the church twanging away on a bass guitar. Now, this is a commercial. This isn't part of the message. But this uh, twanging away on a bass guitar. Big drum set up there. He's rolling that out yet. And my brother comes in and sits down, and he looks around, and he sees these big speakers on the walls, and he sees it wired up in the ceiling. He knew what he was in. He was in a concert hall. And he looked at the middle pews, and I seen him walk up the aisle about halfway, and then he, him and his wife, and they turn around and they go to the back. And then they turned around and they came back up and sat almost to the front. And I, he said, I says, he said to me afterwards, what would you think of it? You know, it was a good message. He said, well, it was, it was different. He said, that, 
place is wired like a concert hall. I says, yeah. He says, I says, I noticed you, you wanted to find a place to sit. Were you trying to hear the music? He says, no, I didn't want to sit where they sell the dope. He knew by the way that place was laid out where to sit and where not to sit if you wanted to be involved in different things in that church or different things outside of that church. Maybe it was just a habit. I'm not saying those things were going on in that church, but that's how much. He never set foot in that church again, and he's been in one church since then that I preached. Well, it was a small church, and he wasn't going to have a concert and worry about where he sat. We need to love one another. We don't come to church for entertainment, but we need to come to church to support one another, to help one another. I'm glad you had a question. I'll answer your questions. You aren't going to scare me. I've been in prisons. I've preached everywhere. I preached and watched the ladies nurse their kids, the little black ladies with their babies singing. Oh, they sing great. (laughs) Nurse their kids in the back pew. They didn't have pews. They sat in the dirt. So I, I... Anytime you guys want to say anything to me, go ahead. Anytime you want to say amen, say amen. But be kind. This is where we start out. Be kind towards me. Be kind towards one another. Romans 12, 10, with brotherly love. Uh, I've gotten a little carried away on brotherly love. But the next thing is honor. Honor one another. That's how I get along with other Christians that I don't get along with uh, any other time. But I'll honor them. I've polished the shoes of many of the great men of God. I know a lot more about some of these so-called giants of the faith than I care to know. Being involved in the college and seeing their preacher boys kicked out, knowing some of their lives. I could tell you things about some of these great preachers of God. One that keeps coming to my mind, he didn't live with his wife the last 10 years of his life. She lived upstairs, he lived downstairs. They didn't separate, they didn't divorce, they showed up together, but that was it. And if I told you his name, everyone would know his name in this room. Except maybe Cutie here. (laughs) Uh... We have to be tolerant one another, kind one to another. It's not kind to criticize one another. It's not kind to, to have a love that, oh, yeah, I'll tolerate you. We'll have, we'll, we'll have small talk. I've seen you people pull together. And, brother, I was surprised. I want you to pull together now to worship God and to be together and serve God. Uh, John didn't get along with every one of you, as I know he didn't. He didn't get along with me all the time either. But he pulled us all together, too. He pray- I listened to John pray for everyone in this room by name, with tears running down his face. That's love. That's love. And I tell you, I've tra- prayed for everyone in this room. Many times through the week. Sometimes I wire you. Sometimes I don't. God wants us to love one another. He wants us to be kind. And preferring one another. How do you prefer one another? 
well, I could go to the, and we were in states, and I'm so used to the states. There's a bar on every corner in most towns. I could go down to the bar and watch the Indy 500 this afternoon, or I could go over to Brother Rick's house. You, you, you aren't watching it, though, are you? <laughs> the Indy 500 this afternoon at 2.30, big stock car race. Which one should you go to if you're a Christian? Oh, I don't like Brother Rick. He's got too much hair on his face for me. He's got too much hair on the top of his head for me. <laughs> but I'm going to go to his house before I go to some heathen's house. If I got to do business with anybody in this church, you're the first one I try to do business with. I've been begging Jay to come out and cut wood, but I'd rather beg and wait than get a heathen. Besides that, if he's half as good as his dad <laughs> at cutting wood. <laughs> Anyways, that's where we need to be as Christians. Now, we have people in this room that are professionals. Uh, I see Brother Kevin. I see Brother uh, Fred. We have people in this room that have profession. Yes, you serve everybody. You love everybody. You tolerate. But if you have a choice, I've done it where it's cost me more to go through a Christian and pay the Christian than it would be to get Joe Smith the, the cut rate, do good, whatever. We're to love one another, preferring one another. So if you need some help on how to love one another, or put up with one another, another, that's where it starts. Okay, page two. We got... Six minutes. I'm going to read you some more verses. Because Christ repeated himself. I'm going to repeat myself again. But I'm not going to bore you with the same three. We're going to go three more verses. Remember, God wants, him, wants it repeated because he knows he wants it emphasized. He wants it practiced. He wants it proclaimed. He wants it practiced. He wants it proclaimed. He wants it practiced. Here's the next three verses. Romans 13, 8 through 10. Owe no man anything but love one another. Now this says, owe no man anything. This is more generic. This is your brother and sister in Christ, but it's also someone else who's not a brother and sister. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. What's the law? Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Back up to Matthew. Owe no man anything but love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law for this. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, Therefore, love is fulfilling the law. Let's look at the next verse. Galatians 5, 14. For, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, sometimes I don't like myself very much. But when push comes to shove, I like myself too much. <laughs> My wife will agree with that. <laughs> but 
Number, Ephesians 4, 2, chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. With all loneliness, how to do it. With all loneliness, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, and we're going to look at 32. With all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. How much should I forgive my brother in Christ? How much should I forgive my neighbor? I got some. I had some good neighbors in, in Oklahoma. I call, I, we're, we're mailing out the mails. We've got to mail him a letter. He was a young man. We had spiritual conversations over a fence post. We, uh, and it was because I just wanted to be decent to him. He ended up pulling me out of the ditch, out of my own yard once. And I came over and mowed his grass one time. In fact, he mowed my grass when I was up here one summer. Because we met on God's terms. And he was born again Christian and it just fell into place. We need to love one another. With all loneliness, meekness, long-suffering, how to do it. Forbearing one another in love. And Ephesians Chapter 4, verse 32, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. This is the hardest verse for me and all of us. Somebody, two, three, four people asked me this week, how did your week go? It went lousy this week. I had a terrible week. I was ready to snap off anybody's head just to feel better about the week. Thank God you people were kind to me. Uh by the way, we got 2,700 pounds of carpet back here. We're going to have a work day pretty soon. Brother Jay is going to let us know when he can get his skid steer up here. So watch in March, the next month, we'll set up a work day. His wife will have it in the calendar, and we're going to have a work day next month, and we're going to use a skid steer and probably get started on the carpet or maybe lay it out for that man in the back there to do because he's a Christian, and I want us to do business with him. <laughs> Brother Jacob, with all loneliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in lime, love, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. A last illustration, last thing. we got two minutes, one minute now. I've had people wrong me in business, I've had people wrong me in private life. I've had people wrong me in the spiritual realm. But I figure I, uh, as long as I'm forgiving them, I'm banking up a whole bunch of forgiveness on God's side. I've had some people do some terrible things you wouldn't believe. And I've, I'm banking it up. All I got to do is go to God, forgive us our trespasses, Forgive me my trespasses as I've forgiven others theirs. Man, I, I can walk out with my little higher. Now, then i got to worry about dealing with pride. See, But God forgives, and he wants you to forgive. When you get to thinking, how come and how long do i got to endure this, God's forgiven me. How long is he enduring your forgiveness, forgiveness towards you? How much? And if you want him to continue forgiving you, keep forgiving others. If you want to pull the cord on the whole thing, just go ahead and shoot your neighbor's dog or kick it. Let's all stand.
I hope uh, tonight before the business meeting, I'm going to have another fit. <laughs>